This is Helen Zaltzman, and you're listening to BFF.FM. Hello and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30am on BFF.FM or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the latest album from Sharon Van Etten called Remind Me Tomorrow, and it starts with a track called I Told You Everything. first album in five years but she's done a lot of other things during that time she did some soundtracks she acted in a tv series called the oa and hello you are listening to listen local my name is julian mark and um muhammad nuru the uh director of um, San Francisco Public Works was arrested Monday on wide-ranging corruption charges. Um, with us is uh, Mission Local columnist Joe Eskenazi, who has been covering what some consider to be surprising and yet so predictable. Uh, Joe, um, thank you for coming on. Well, thank you for having us, uh, for me. Uh, you know, I, you're right. I mean, nobody could have predicted, nobody was... Nobody's had, had, a, had a pool where they said, oh, on this day, Mohammed Nuru will be arrested. But that Mohammed Nuru be arrested for uh, uh, corruption charges is not surprising. In, in the same way that Li Linyi being arrested for corruption charges was not surprising. It was it was part of who he was. Well, let's get into that, you know, in a second. You know, for uh, you know, for some of the listeners, you know, who, I mean, who is Mohammed Nuru? I mean, why and why, you know, given his CV as you as you wrote, you know, his long CV of, of, of being in City Hall and, you know, and other things. Why is this, how does it relate to, to, to what happened on Monday? Well, 
Mohamed Nuru is the director of San Francisco Public Works, and he uh, was given the job, I believe, on an interim basis in 2011 and, and was uh, tapped full-time by Ed Lee, his former boss uh, at Public Works, uh, in 2012. So he's been atop the department for seven or eight years, depending on when you start the clock. But he's been in the department since 2000, and he was brought in by Willie Brown, and he served a succession of mayors, Willie and Gavin and, uh, and Ed and now London. Uh, as long ago as 2004, there were big newspaper stories about, you know, a trail of unethical activities, uh, you know, uh, misappropriation of funds for personal use, uh, uh, cajoling uh, workers to do political activities while on the clock, um, retaliation against whistleblowers, all sorts of things like mm, this. Wow. Uh, and so, you know, uh, I think a lot of people now are saying, and rightfully so, I think Heather Knight wrote a very good column about how every mayor did look the other way. But, you know, I, I do believe that's only part of it. I think that he was in the job in large part because of these ethical lapses, because that indicated this is a man who will do what asked, you know, even if it's something you shouldn't be asking someone to do. Didn't he have some nickname? Uh, he was Mr. Clean. Why did he, how, did he, how did he get that nickname? <laughs> well, I mean, his job is to clean the streets. So it's not, I mean, it's, it's uh -huh. kind of a hilarious thing now, right. but, but his job was to clean the streets. If it's, you know, if... if, if, if um, if his job was solely to, to do gardening and he was called Green Giant, it would it'd be like that, right? Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, it is, you know, it does play to a number of double entendres and the examiner did, you know, win the headline award for the dirt on Mr. Clean. Mm, right, right, of course. So, I mean, um, he's also, you know, known for being kind of, you know, a very sort of hard line, you know, against homelessness and, you know, putting, allowing certain things to, you know, happen. And, I mean, he just... Is. Muhammad Nuru is someone who, you know, uh, for all the sclerosis in City Hall, uh, that when the city's um, connected uh, leaders or, or private leaders who, you know, have influence would make the call, he would get there and have, you know, crews get things done. Mm -hmm. We've reported it numerous times now in Mission Local, but he did not have to be asked to have cleaning crews showing up ahead of time at the mayor's itinerary spots and cleaning those places. Uh, that, that's just good politics, right? Uh, so that's, that's, that's one of the ways that you ensconce yourself in the job is to just know to do things like that. And so now, and then something happened, something, something happened, uh, on Monday and actually even perhaps earlier. It uh, turns out that Muhammad was arrested on January 21st by the FBI. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the, uh, unsealed complaint, which is 75 pages long and voluminous in its detail, and, uh, I believe that they, uh, meant for people to read this and, and infer just how, uh, much they'd been digging and how much they might yet know and not have written down. Uh, he was arrested on January 21st uh, and basically told the gig is up. Uh, we've got you dead to rights, uh, but we want you to cooperate with us and help us get other people. And he said, yes. And they said, you got to not talk about this. You know, this is a secret. And he said, yes. And then he talked about it, you know, or at least we're going to put the allegedly in here, but it's very clear that he was being watched very closely. And so they, if, if he did talk about it, they knew. And then also within the complaint, it says he later admitted that he was lying and that he did talk about it with a quote unnamed city official and maybe other people too. Um, you can't do that. You know, you can't, you can't say that you're going to work with the FBI to ensnare other people and then do the exact opposite and tip them off, uh, thereby ruining a long running years long expensive case. So, so I, I expect repercussions for that. That's a five-year penalty. Is the yeah, I mean, and then I mean the, he the, almost instantly after he told the hammer, the hammer came down on him, and he and he was arrested. Do you know? Do we know where he was arrested? My understanding is it was his home. He was arrested at his home, and that was on Monday. And correct, and and, and also on Monday, Nick Bovis, the restaurateur who you might have uh, enjoyed time at Lefty O'Doul's. I know I did. Uh, the most dangerous stairs to a men's room in all of San Francisco at one point. <laughs> 
uh, lots <sighs> of good times, and he was arrested as well because he was essentially, and I know we'll get to this, serving as the like the right hand man and uh, and um, and gopher. Uh, for these schemes that uh, Muhammad Nuru was uh, accused of. It's kind of like a low-rent Rudolph Giuliani. <laughs> That's a good parallel, yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so now um, you, of course, uh, you know, you, you got the tip. You actually broke it on Twitter mm-hmm. and through your tech service, which is, you know, pretty amazing. And then, um, you know, all goes quiet for, you know, for a little bit of time until everybody marches into, where did you go to hear uh, the uh, U.S. attorney announce these charges? The federal building on Golden Gate. The federal building on Golden Gate. And so what happens there? And what did you hear? Well, they all marched out very theatrical. uh, And the U.S. attorney, uh, Dave Anderson, stood at the podium and and he had two men flanked off to his left and two men flanked off to his right. and, And to his right were his U.S. attorney staff and to his left were FBI staff including the FBI special agent in charge for this region, Jack Bennett. And they announced, you know, uh, they went through the litany of schemes, and they, they outlined five schemes, as it were. And only the first one is uh, being charged, and it's a 20-year penalty, so that's plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other four were thrown in there, I think, as kind of like um, to show character. Right. right. Uh, and we'll get to it as much detail as you want, but these are not big-time schemes. Uh, the one that... Uh, that the criminal penalties are uh, emerging from is a uh, conspiracy to bribe an airport commissioner. It turned out to be Linda Croyton, who's uh, since resigned. Um, conspiracy to bribe an airport commissioner to get a, uh, a chicken shack into the airport, and it involved $5,000 in an envelope, which Ms. Croyton refused. And, you know, I have not confirmed with her, but sources are telling me that she called the feds because they were coming on so strong. Oh, really? Um, She's the one who called the feds? Well, they were already oh. well into it because, I mean, as you read through the complaint, there's just wiretap on top of wiretap. And this all happens in 2018, 2019. And then to take an aside here, Julian, mm-hmm. this all happens in early, in 2018 and 2019. And he was first directed, arrested on January 21st, 2020. So things are happening. Uh, anyhow, that's the, 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 the accusation here is a heavy handed bribery attempt to get a chicken shack into the airport. Uh, that's, that's the crime. Um, but it was, it's the methodology that, 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 they're, that they're pursuing here as opposed to the ends, which never even came to pass because the bribe was refused. And, and then, I mean, there were, it sounds like there were some other, you know, there were three other schemes. I mean, it was four, a four, a four other schemes, excuse me. Well, three of them are um, uh, involved Bovis to some degree, and they are um, garden variety corruption of, of uh, Muhammad Nuru using his position as head of the Trans Bay Joint Powers Authority to try and muscle uh, more uh, chicken season, right? It sounded like. yeah, stuff like that, trying to get people spaces within uh, the Salesforce Tower Trans Trans you know Trans Bay area. There, another one was uh, Nuru allegedly bid rigging uh, you know an outhouse and homeless shelter contract so that uh, uh, Bovis could hit the specifications. Uh, there was uh, another one. Uh, there's one more that I'm I'm blanking on here. Well, there is um there's also Oh uh, yes, the mix, yes, the the, the, the Chinese billionaire one, which yes. is which might be the most substantive one. Uh, we <laughs> broke it in our story yesterday that it's 555 and I said I was incorrect on uh on KSFP. I said 555 Franklin. It's 555 Fulton. Fulton. Yes. And uh, the company is ZNL, which is a Chinese owned company and in the wiretaps to his to girlfriend one as they very, you know, uh, formally call it in the uh, in the complaint. Uh, Nuru boasts of untold wealth and riches being showered upon him. Stones, which I imagine stones is, he got stones. Stones, um, which I imagine is is not Mick Jagger. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, very expensive booze. You know, nights um, comped in in super luxury hotels in China. Yeah, uh, he yeah. claims he claims that you know that the man owns 105 uh, five star hotels. He was in a seven star hotel by rattling off the hotels that he owns. 
um, Joe Fitz Rodriguez at the Examiner uh, very astutely went through and looked up the ownership on those hotels, and you can very much confirm it's Z and L, and you know, um, and and a specific uh, which is owned by two billionaires, and and he was able, we were all able to nail the billionaire, and 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 kudos to him for for a more exhaustive form of reporting than I took, right, uh, right. which is you know just confirming it within the city, but. Uh, if you look at the, so he says, well, we're going to help him with his project here, 555 Fulton. Mm -hmm. And then that's on page 55 of, of the complaint. And conveniently, right? Five, yes. five, yeah, I didn't even think of that. But <laughs> if you look at what he says was being worked on, it was mm -hmm. windows and things like that. Right, right, There's right. not permitting for that in the system. So it looks like it got handled, you know, under the table. And also some of the stuff that if you do look in the permit tracking system was handled over the table, which is, you know, which is in the official term for just, you know, kind of workshopping stuff, right, which right. is usually minor things, you know, that you don't need to have great deals of scrutiny and money and, 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 and permitting that got, that was inappropriate. Apparently, you know, it seems like there was stuff handled kind of in a pro forma way that should have taken much more time. So it seems that, that, you know, the fix was in is, is what we're looking at. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it even sounds like, I mean, as, as the Chronicle reported this, you know, this, uh, this project was not even it just had a lot of problems. It wasn't even get, getting off the ground well, and it even seemed like Nuru wasn't even doing well, what he was supposed to do very well. I'm not sure that you could pin this one on Nuru. My understanding, and again, uh -huh. I'm, I'm, I'm not, you're going to have to take this one with a grain of salt, but my understanding is there was a kind of a, a good deal of pushback from the planning commission on mm. 555 oh, Fulton because there were some unilateral acts done by the project sponsor that, that did not correspond with the submitted plans, oh, et cetera. I see, I see, I so, see. Like, you know, Muhammad Nuru was, was apparently, and, and if he's good to his word, pulling strings, but, you know, he, he can't do everything. There are interdepartmental things going on. I see. So, okay. Now, you know, you wrote a, a really good column, and, um, you know, let's just go it more into this. I mean, you, you, you said that, you know, um, people are saying that Nuru's, you know, uh, resume of, you know, of ethical breaches, you know, uh, some wondered how, how it is he could stay in City Hall with, with this, you know, with, with this CV. But you said this is actually what, you know, allowed him to stay in the job and what got, so what him, got the him the job. You know, you want a guy who's going to do stuff. You know, if I need somebody to kick the homeless people off of, uh, you know, uh, Shotwell Street, that's, that's, that's what you want, right? Right. It's, you know, the, the DPW, um, uh, it would seem to me, and, and you know, I, uh, people are happy to call me and contact me if I'm mistaken, I think that they get a lot more complaints now than the police for right. their heavy-handed handling of homeless people and confiscating their things, and according to uh, Street Sheet and the Coalition on Homelessness, uh, appropriating their things and selling them at flea markets and whatnot, you know? So that's, that's an interesting thing to do. But, you know, if the problem is, is that people are looking out their window and complaining about homeless people and then solution is to make them disappear then you need a guy who'll do that. Right. You need a guy who'll drop everything and like, you know, clean up the pile of rubbish, you know, where it's not supposed to be. Uh, I, as I put in the column, I personally witnessed Rose Pack, uh, who was the uh, now deceased Chinatown power mm -hmm. broker, mm -hmm. and, you know, see a big pile of crap, uh, you know, not far from Stockton Street and just pick out the phone and call Muhammad just like that. And, you know, uh, not included in the column, but she saw um, hoodlums harassing Chinese elders, call up the station captain just like that. You know, like that's that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it shows, you know, a, a, a level of connectedness that not everybody has because San Francisco government isn't for everybody, you know. Right, right, right. Um, and you also called him the, the larger boulder. Um, yes. I mean, talk about that. I mean, talk a little bit about the concepts of, of the boulder, just the boulders just one more time. Well, this requires how... some explanation. It yeah, goes back yeah, to, right. you know, many of you listening probably remember the controversy over the boulders that neighbors uh, on the uh, street Clinton Park, which is a street that I traveled on but never knew the name of, 
the one next to the PetSmart, uh, right by um, right by the uh, the Spanish uh, War Memorial sculpture. Uh, you know, not so far from uh, Market Street where the Whole Foods is. Right. Right. Um, which used to be a car dealership, but that's not <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, in any event, they just unilaterally placed uh, rocks about the size of like a you know a, a chair. Uh, that weighed several hundred pounds all along the sidewalk in order to keep homeless people from sleeping there, congregating there, and allegedly, you know, dope dealing there. And, and it wasn't it wasn't legal. It sounded like it, it was. They did not ask permission. They, right. There was no permitting involved. Right. And uh, so people who were inclined to think that this was uh, a heavy-handed abuse of power uh, rolled the, the boulders into the street, which is of course not good to have large rocks in the street. And uh, Nuru's DPW crews, um, at least two or three times. Uh, spent time and money hoisting them back onto the sidewalk where they were promptly rolled back onto the street. Um, when asked what the solution would have been, uh, Nuru calmly told the media larger boulders. That the problem, the problem here wasn't that this was um, a medieval solution for a complex problem, but that the boulders weren't big enough. And in many ways, you know, that kind of epitomized the Muhammad Nuru way of things. Right, right, right. There is a blunt way of quote-unquote solving the problem a blunt and uncomplicated and, you know, expedient way of solving the problem. And, you know, my, my quip was that he was the larger boulder, <laughs> you know, uh, that that's him to a T. And, and in much the same way that those boulders on Clinton Park became a very clumsy, uh, all-encompassing symbol of life in San Francisco and, and the vision points here, now Muhammad Nuru is that, is that, is that metaphor for the city. Now, yeah, talk about that, and 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 what is I guess what is the larger metaphor, and and how is it that it, because it it did seem like in your column a little bit that you know you had been saying something that you felt that you had been saying all along, or that you wanted to say for a while, and this incident was able to allow you to do that. I mean, what what is it about the city? I mean, why what is it about the city writ large that that Nuru uh, encapsulates? A lack of accountability and a tolerance for casual corruption. Mm. Uh, you know, corruption in San Francisco, what's jarring in this case is that there's something as cinematic and, and, and on the nose as an envelope full of cash, which is also the case in the Leland right, Yee story, right, right? Right, right? But in San Francisco, and Nick Bovis actually said this on one of the wiretaps, it's, it's not really about money, it's just who you know and being in the in-group. And that's usually the case. You know, there's an insidiousness of soft corruption in San Francisco. Soft corruption is the term I'll use. Mm -hmm. You know, I know Julian, he's a good guy. One, you know, our kids go to, to, right. to Camp Mather right. together, right. like all this kind of connected stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the small towniness of San Francisco, uh, which, you know, is there's hilariously in San Francisco, there's a diversity of, um, of kneecappers and influence peddlers and uh, rat effers. Uh, which, you know, I suppose is better than, you know, old school countries club, you know, white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, but is still an insidiousness. There's a connectivity that people know each other, and there's a specific coterie of former Willie Brown apparatchiks that are still very influential here, uh, and, and he's part of that. I mean, I mean, going off of that, you, you also said that, you know, the mayor, you know, can use this as an opportunity to but change But the thing things. is, is that she's part of that coterie. So, like, it would call for a sea change from her. And if uh -huh. you look at London Breed was not the change candidate and it was successful marketing to even shame people who bring up this fact that she was not the change candidate and in fact was the, the choice among establishment types because she would not change things. And if you look at what has changed since she, she became mayor, it's not that much in terms of leadership. Uh, the department heads who've left are, and I left this out of the column originally accidentally, is Joanne Hayes-White. Though, uh -huh. I, though few people would say like, well, that solves San Francisco's problems. You've changed the fire chief. 
uh-huh. but neither here nor there. Uh-huh. Jeff Adachi died. Okay. That's, you know, but then other than that, Barbara Garcia had to go. She was under investigation from the city attorney for improperly um, funneling contracts to her wife. So she had to go. Ed Riskin really had to go. Uh, you know, it wasn't just it wasn't just the inability to deliver. It was the fact that he knowingly um, uh, kneecapped service on the uh, agency by by cutting service on its trunk lines, and they didn't tell the mayor and induced a transit meltdown. So you kind of have to go. And now Muhammad Nuru is on administrative leave because he was arrested by the FBI for public corruption. So that's not exactly a strong hand here. Uh, there's not. There's been a lot that's changed. So, you know, if I was to, to say, well, you know, Mayor Breed has been given an opportunity to change things, the assumption is that you want to change things, that you want to use this as an opportunity to, like, see everything that he ever touched and expose all of the wrongdoing as opposed to, you know, oh, that wrongdoing's not going to look good for me. <laughs> and I better, I better try and minimize the impact here. Yeah, so, I mean, um, I mean, you said something really interesting. And, you know, it perhaps, I wonder if this is, uh, you know, how long this has been going on, but obviously this has caught the attention of the of the federal government, and you it has. You, but uh-huh. this isn't the end goal, you know. Right, as right. we went, you know, as we you and I highlighted the the charges here. Oh, the one that we left out, by the way, is that you know Muhammad Nuru owns a country home way right, up right. way up north in Calusa, yes. uh, where Jerry Brown's family is from, actually. Uh-huh. But um, and it turns out that uh, contractors that uh, had um, you know uh, lucrative deals with the city were allegedly sending teams of workers to, to work there for cheap or free uh, either as a condition or just because that was the prudent thing to do and, and they gifted him a tractor <laughs> <laughs> the tractors can be very expensive right. but still it's a tractor right yeah i mean um you know i i found it really interesting you know yesterday that you led that you that you led your news story you know with uh, the very sort of interesting quote is that corrupt, you know, the, the, the U.S. attorney said that corruption is pouring into San Francisco from around the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I wonder, can you just explain why you put that at the very top of your article, um, you know, when uh, when sort of, dis- you know, as an intro to uh, to to this to this story? Well, now that you uh, put me on the spot, it's something that I'd like to to uh, to put other people on the spot, and that you know, people whose idea of crime is people of color, uh, uh, you know, taking electronics from white people, um, bemoan uh, the uh, lack of strong armed retaliation, and they they say, though well, these people are commuting here, they're coming here because they know they can get off. Well, it's not just them; it's it's people who have corrupt designs on white collar crime are coming here from around the world. And, you know, uh, but that's not something that, that, uh, that a certain class of complainant sees as a problem in San Francisco. If you want to come and you want to, uh, you know, wine and dine folks and build something, this would probably be the place to go. Mm. And, you know, certainly like real estate is, you know, uh, something, some, something to make money on here. <laughs> to, to, to put. So I, I would say that, you know, in the same way we have commuter criminals, we probably also have commuter um, white collar criminals as well. So, uh, you know, in in looking forward to what's next, I mean, I'm sure that a lot is going to unfold, uh, you know, in the coming uh, weeks and months about this, or maybe it won't. And I'm kind of, I kind of wonder, you know, will, uh, is this where the buck stops in, as far as this investigation in terms of, you know, where where it, it sort of stopped with, with Leland E. He was the only person, it seemed, that went away during that whole... Uh, well, the, the parallels... Some of the parallels of the of the of the details are similar, such as the envelopes of cash, such as you know betraying the public trust, etc. But Leland Yee and Muhammad Nuru couldn't be more different. Leland mm. Yee was an outsider by design because you know he 
didn't tend to work well with others and tended to jump from group to group, you know, as need be and try and, you know, if he saw people were angry, he would jump in front of them and wave a flag. And, and that was how he built his power base and, you know, a lot of West Side stuff. But Muhammad Nuru was very intric- intricately involved in the city family and he, he, his Venn diagram touches everybody. So if, you know, 25 years in prison doesn't sound like, you know, uh, Club Med, and if he uh, is leveraged to talk and, and, and more than talk, then the effects could be very far-reaching. Obviously, he's not the ultimate goal. It was not the ultimate goal of the feds to spend years and many undercover informants and many undercover operatives and wiretaps galore to catch the public works director getting a tractor. That wasn't the ultimate goal. Yes, yes. You know, busting Nick Bovis from Lefty O'Doul's was not the ultimate goal. I mean, it seems so It, it seems so cheap. I mean, it's Well, we're getting a lot of this. I don't think we were meant to see this now because right. this was all, um, you know, Jack Bennett, the FBI special agent in charge, confirmed that, yes, their timeline was changed when, when uh, New allegedly blabbed about things and allegedly started tipping people off. Well, they're going to be angry. He unmade a lot of their cases. They could have used him to get everybody. He could have been their Trojan horse. And instead, he started telling everybody. Do you think that that was, you know, out of, out of sheer stupidity, or do you think he was protecting people? Yes. Yes. Mm. I think it was exceedingly dumb uh-huh. when you were this wired up <laughs> to start talking about things. Um, and, you know, uh, I, I have been told by people who work within the department that this is, this is a smart man with, with leadership abilities and, you know, the ability to get things done. But this was not smart. Uh, to give you an idea of how wired up he was, there are descriptions of him talking and then going on call, waiting to another person and talking to that person and then lying about who he was talking to to the first person. So they really were listening in very tightly. You know, they knew what he was doing at this point and he still talked. So that wasn't a good idea. Um, and they're going to be angry and they're going to make an example of him and they're hoping that the people that are named in this case or not named in this case and know they could be will come and, 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 and spread more. So the potential here for this to reach higher is there. Well, it that's hard to say. Well, uh, Joe, thank you so much. All right, do you have anything else to add about this? I mean, that that you want our listeners to know, you know, as we move forward on this, on this, uh, on this case, on this story. Everybody knew what uh, people can't say. Everybody knew what was going on, but everybody knew who was involved. And so think about that when you vote. This was tolerated for four mayoral administrations. And the question is, is whether one, one public works official can bring it all down well it's a start <laughs> mr clean indeed <laughs> all right joe thank you so much for for being with us uh, again you are with joe eskenazi uh the editor and uh columnist with mission local and i am julian mark uh your host uh we will see you next time